That's strong. Woo! Right. That's better than Scott. So I'm going to go ahead and say that. Oh, yeah. Don't tell Scott That's that. He's going to say, mm. does Scott listen to these, by the way? Oh, I'm sure he does <laughs> not when he's not he on he it. Doesn't. No. That's right. <laughs> Welcome to Backstage with the Civil Church Podcast. My name is Evan Semenko. I'm the regular host wow. with Scott Odom, mm. who is on his bachelor trip this week, getting married October 29th. <laughs> when did they go? go? America. They went to the Texas State Fair Texas in Dallas. Texas State Fair. Oh, that's fun. Right? I've never been. Never? Uh, I've been to the Texas one. You been? Oh right. yeah! Oh yeah! Grew oh up in yeah! Texas, guys. Oh sorry. We used to, hey, Mr. Tyler. It cost a nickel. We used to get out of school. <laughs> we would get out of school. Field trips from Tyler. Field trips from Tyler to the state fair. Of Texas. Wow! In Where the is old it? cheese wagon. Dallas. It's Dallas. like the Cotton Bowl. What is the area called? Yeah, it's fair, the, park. Um, fair Park. Yeah. Is it really? It really is called Fair Park. I didn't yeah. know that. There you go. So Blake Lawson co-hosting with me today. Hello, hello. And then our special guest, very special guest, Brian Reed, back mm. on the podcast, frequent visitor. Thank you, guys. Thank you. And Jordan Be Phillips, Reed. producer, always over there. Lurking. I like that. What up? Sometimes he talks, sometimes he doesn't. But we're starting the show with Jordan today, Brian, because he is. we the did challenge. a fall, festive, spectacular episode, and we talked about yeah. pumpkin spice. What mm. else says fall, fantastic, spectacular? Then pumpkin spice. Pumpkin and Jordan spice. never had a pumpkin spice latte. So I gotta clean the palate. That's so right. would this be considered? Yeah. I'm sitting here looking at the at the bottle. Well, this is an is audio podcast. So let's describe it. It is the hmm. Stoke. Well, my cold first brew. thought when my first thought when I walked in and you were opening it up was it was like a bottle of body armor. Oh yeah, I can uh, see that. Drink kind of the same. Kind of got a little swoped. Branding. I can't see. Let me turn that what for you, George, from here. So but it looks nothing like better it than an audio podcast when we just talk go. about visual things. It looks like it came from Dunkin' Donuts. It is from Target. Target, if you're looking mm. to try a cold brew pumpkin spice. It says Would on the bottom. stock or stoke? It is stoke, stoke. is the brand. Okay. It's not a long... Okay, hold on. So stoke has caffeine shots at the Shell gas stations. Did not know that. It is literally like in your creamer cups. Yeah. It is just a shot like of caffeine. you can just go boop. You could for we did one time. It was really gross, but yeah, yeah. for truckers <laughs> they don't sell drugs on the bottom. <laughs> on the bottom of this thing, it says, "I literally can't even." That's right. It's mm. got a certain a certain that vibe it's going for. If you look at the bottle very again, female. Nothing yeah. that people like more listening to podcasts describing things they can't see. But it also, Jordan, it also says, "Sorry, not sorry." On this it. is it's a weird it's a weird marketing because it's like marketed towards white women, but it's called Stoke, <laughs> so it's like. White women that ride longboards. They have other flavors. How do you know that? <laughs> he just read it's it's, Target, Brian. I can't even. That is yeah. true. That is the main that demographic. So, Jordan, we're going to have you try pumpkin spice cold but brew, not a Starbucks brand. It says brand. hashtag OMG on the top. Bro. It can also I, says, it's as an pumpkin. old guy, can I ask a question? You are yeah. an old guy, and yes. So, here's my question <laughs> The origin of cold brew, what's all of that about? When did, did somebody decide? Like, oh my gosh, I forgot. I hadn't had anything to drink. She's been sitting on the counter. Coffee's been sitting on the counter. I'm going to get me a cold drink. I don't know. I like cold brew, though. I do, too. So, this bottle I'm going to look also, that up for you, Brian, while Jordan's going to try it thanks. for This bottle also says it's pumpkin AF, which means and fabulous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it does. Just to clarify. Don't look that up. Pumpkin All right, and let's fabulous. see it. Oh, we got to hear it. We got to hear it. Let's go. And I have an answer. Cold brew was I'm, invented in Kyoto, Japan in the 1600s. Mm. Ooh. Kyoto, Japan in the 1600s. Japanese. That's before we got him with that big one, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, my God. Jeez. A couple hundred years before. <laughs> oh, starting off with a bang. All right. I'm not looking we'll forward to this. We'll just stay here listening. Take 14 a sip hours that, of brewing. We'll see minimum. who really listens to this. Ride thing. the brown lightning, cuz. Here we go. Listen to Jordan and his palate. 
Mm. That's pretty good. Hey! It's pretty good. Hey! That's good. Hey! Pretty we made good. a believer. We're three for four. Skeptical. But yeah. you were already Who's a taking this bottle home? You can. It's you can. Yeah. Go put it in the fridge. I'll be back. <laughs> Boom. There you go. <laughs> Jordan is literally walking off the podcast now so his cold <laughs> brew doesn't get hot. But we are here not to talk about mm. fall anymore, Brian. No, we're sir. here to talk about baptism. So mm. some of you have listened to this podcast a long time. Amen, brother. It's had a couple iterations. There was the early Scott attempt at being serious. Then there was the Justin John Hagler versions. Well, originally the idea was it was going to interview people and talk about the behind the scenes of Simple Church. We did like four episodes and then COVID happened. Then it got into the COVID ridiculous shenanigans season of the podcast. And that's where we lost everybody. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we're just now pushing. It's like pushing water up a hill, but we're trying to get everybody back. Get them back. That's right. Better. And we like to have fun. We'll play games sometimes. But you are here, Brian, not necessarily to be a silly, fun episode, but to mm. inform and educate. Because we are okay. a church, despite what some people say. <laughs> Despite some true. feedback, That's a true statement. we do believe in Jesus, and we do believe that mm. baptism is important. We have an opportunity to do that on Sunday, October the 30th, over at Bojack's in the Hurricane Alley. Hurricane Alley, That's Behind right. Behind it there, we're doing a worship night. The band's going to have a couple, like eight to nine songs yeah. that they're playing. Jordan runs sound. It's going to sound fantastic. And if it doesn't, don't complain to Jordan. Don't complain. That's right. But we want you and your family to be there. It's open to everybody. I think, is Brian trying to be real right now? Oh. <laughs> well, <laughs> just so you know, Brian just started squinting at his phone and was waving it up high to look at his face around the microphone. Well, the microphone was blocking the face ID. That's right. It just needs uh, your eyes. Of... So this is a little behind the scenes. Every time I do a podcast like this, I turn it off locking on the phone to make well, sure that doesn't happen. that's what I was going to do because I know that from my own experience as a regular internet speaker on hope, hope live. live this is a good chance to plug hope live Brian, we don't talk about hope live enough you get up once a week 6 a.m and do a video devotional on facebook we start out at 6 15 uh and it's just originally it started actually started during COVID as a way to encourage especially those in the medical field that were working the seven hour shifts we found out that it's really between 6 15 to 6 30 6 45 ish was when they were coming Going home, off shift, or going to work. Wow. So we just started doing that to encourage them and provide them hope. Mm. So mm. That is great. Please like our Facebook page on there and check out Brian. And then Ray is your co-partner with that. Yes, Ray. Ray gives the weather Dear update Ray. every co-partner Wednesday. Co-partner or adversary? <laughs> Rival. <laughs> well, no, it's not. You know, it's not a contest. It's not. I mean, <clears throat> do I have more viewers than Ray? It's Just not saying. a contest. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> but um, yeah, Ray's. If you'll you'll watch him, he 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 takes about the first minute and a half drinking coffee and seeing what names he pop has up a on bit, there. Is what the kids call it. I mean, He's I'm got a, a stick. A mm-hmm. stick, yeah. And I mean, like I'm an old guy. And he's an older guy. So it's just been interesting. I'm trying to get him to move. Just, just Ray, just move to him. You got an iPad at the house? Move to an iPad. But he's got his iPhone, and he's, you know, he sits there. Anyway, but he always has a good word. He does. It's a both so good. Tune in. Check it out early. Mm, We'd love you to do that. You. While you were talking, I was able Sorry. to look a little bit more on cold, cold brew coffee, and we'll move on from that mm, just real fast. The reason you. they invented it, the Japanese were cold brewing tea. When the Dutch settlers came to Japan and were trading there, there was a series of fires, and they banned boiling and fires in the city, and they came so, up with a way to cold brew the coffee, Dutch and then had took to have it their... all over the Dutch traders and spread it throughout, but it actually extracts mm. more flavor and is a better product for coffee tasters if you cold brew it. 
This is more of like a cold brew latte, though. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty <laughs> watered <laughs> down. Pretty mild. Will Clawson. Hence the phrase brew. "going Dutch." Do not. He made me going Dutch. Is that where that comes from? No, probably okay. not. Somewhere on the way. Will made me I'll some coffee admit. on Sunday, and it was delicious. He, Will Clawson, yes. very into coffee. It smells very like my so. dad's like He brings breath, his whole though. stuff with him. He brings his mm-hmm. show on the road. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your so. dad's morning breath is always coffee? Yeah. I, I feel like my dad just took a sip of coffee and he's trying to tell me a secret when I smell this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, on that, enough coffee talk. We're here to talk baptism, Brian, because Let's people can choose to get baptized with us. You can sign up on the Simple Church app Absolutely. right now as you're listening to this. If you're already past October 30th, we'll do it again. We you do will. them a couple times a year. Probably most likely sometime around Christmas. Traditionally, mm. we've we done, it. done that Christmas time. It's so if you're dunked. hearing this late, if you're listening to this in like 2036, and we're still around, we'd love for we'd you to go and get baptized. get baptized. Call me. That's right. Send an email. Somebody will come to your house. 2036, <laughs> we'll 14 be. years. Brian, you should still be and here. Yeah, and we still you should <laughs> still be here. Come on. Come on. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> So, That'll uh, be the real winner of Hope Live. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's got an edge. I got a nine-year uh, edge, been some, been a ten-year edge on him. Oh. I got a ten-year edge on him. But we still built in. Was that twenty thirty-six? I said that's what I said. Yeah, I we'll still be using number. real water, by the way, during that time. Yeah. Oh yes, if we can get it, absolutely. Or Brian can just spit some Mountain Dew on you. He's got a sugar-free mystery cup over here. That's your baptism. That's there right. This go. segment brought to you by. The Holy Mountain Dew Zero Sugar Mystery Flavor. But Brian, you are the flavor. care pastor yes, at the church. Mm-hmm. You've had a couple different titles over the years. Yeah. You were a campus I have, pastor. I was, yes. You were the North Community Pastor. Community Pastor, oh. yes. Then, and, uh, was that the next one was care? Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. So basically, Keep you've just moving. been very pastoral. Don't we make our own titles here? Yeah, we do. We probably do. You what do you want, want your title to be? I mean, when I got the job I have now, I said, John, what's my, like, Title, he said. I don't know. Make it up. What'd you pick? What'd you pick? Audio director, nice. podcast producer. Caleb got to pick his. He picked creative Pee-pee. director. Creative director. I picked hype train. So <laughs> that works. Yeah. Blake is the middle school pastor here. We did not give you a formal introduction. If you've not heard Blake on the podcast before, Blake is not just a random homeless person off the street, but. Well, he looks mm, like Brian, a nice. couple different changes in job description and titles, yes. but basically, huh? you've always been very pastoral. You went to seminary. You're the only person on staff. Or Christy A. Whoa. You and Christy Jonah? A. Yeah, Christy A. And Jonah. So, sorry, yeah. sorry, it's added more. So a couple. Originally, you were the only theologian on staff. <laughs> Our go-to person for all things spiritual. And really today, Ooh. the episode is to help you. If you're somebody who's not gotten baptized, maybe you grew up in a different denomination, you've had questions, you're not sure about it, or you have a friend or somebody that you sent this to, thank you. Thank you for telling them about the podcast. Brian, you're here today because yep. you are the care pastor. What does that mean? What does care pastor mean? That's a great question that I often ask myself. Um, well, you made it up. I did. Well, <laughs> kind of, sort of. But no, typically, I guess if you would think of it this way, in our in our model and the way we exist in our culture, we have uh, we have do good, which do good typically is thinking thinking of focus toward outsiders mm-hmm. and making a difference in the community and what's going on. Care team is more focused towards. I want to use the phrase, but insiders or attenders. Uh, those that once they come into Simple Church and are a part of that, uh, if they have various needs, I mean, we do everything. Uh, I mean, I do weddings, funerals, uh, hospital visitations, uh, quite a bit of counseling, although I'm not a professional counselor. 
Uh, Married to one though. But I do sleep with one. That's correct. <laughs> well, oh, and so hey, all right. so um, sleep in the bed, guys. In yeah, the yeah, bed. Yeah. Come on. We. So anyway, yeah. So Hello. care pastor kind of. Oh, I love Hello. soundtracks. Hello. Um. So yeah, as care pastor, I'm kind of that guy that that's there. Um, but as y'all all that know, that guy that's there. Now, Brian, I'm gonna, I'm gonna know, talk you up. I'm gonna hype you up. Brian Reed is a fantastic pastoral person who is in going into a room. If you've never been in this situation where it's people you don't know, it can be awkward. But Brian is great at listening, praying with families in the worst times okay. of their life. You've experienced tragedy in your mm-hmm. family. Your wife Perry has gone through some tough situations. So you guys are uniquely qualified and are really good at well, walking you. through people in trauma. And doing and it. I, Absolutely. And I really want to hype you up because we pick it up. Really it really is. I mean, it, and it's one of those things, if you go from a biblical standpoint, talking about Bible, Second Corinthians, uh, I think it's chapter one where he talks about God gives us comfort in the middle of our hard times mm. so that later in life we can comfort those that are in the same way. And uh, that's a very – so it's it's it really is important. The only thing that's, I guess, in a sense, sometimes a little different in our model and our culture is uh, – and it's becoming that way more and more just because I think people – I mean, we live in this age of social media where kind of, kind of, sort of, everybody knows our stuff, but not everybody really knows our stuff. Yeah, there's not a willingness to to say, "Hey, I need help," or a willingness to go, "Hey, what is it? What can I do to make to make things better?" And so, it's like it's a spiritual weird. pit crew, kind of like yeah. people come blazing okay. in and <laughs> tune up, back up, and get on the road. But yeah. As a young minister here, I was ordained and licensed civil church, going with you and watching how you do hospital visits, you meet with families and talk about and create a funeral service. There's a lot that I've learned from you and appreciate what right. you do. Well, thank and you, And it's man. not always necessarily front and center and people see it, but it is a big deal. It's what the church is here supposed to do. Yeah. And you typically have been the communion and baptism guy. <laughs> it's kind of followed Pretty on much, you since yeah. the beginning. You've done it for a long time, and that's why we wanted to have you on to talk today to explain to somebody listening about baptism. If you're ready to make that step, why we do worship night like we do, and right. so just in general, give us your overview of if somebody's like, okay, I've been going to Simple Church, I maybe was a Christian, I've been a Christian, I made that decision when I was a kid or whatever, but I never got baptized or it's been a long time and I'm interested in getting baptized. Right. What would you say, just overview of baptism for somebody listening? I would say an, an overview of baptism is, is really, it's the best way I've explained it and had explained before, it's an outward symbol of an inward condition, mm. uh, an outward symbol of an inward of, of an inward condition of who we are and so it is it is really if you if you want to go straight bible on it it's really the it's really the way that early believers early jesus followers would identify was through baptism that's the way they would quote phrase we've used before go public with their faith and so that's why that's why i think baptism is important um it's it allows us to do that i mean not most people are not going to stand on a street corner and and start talking about Jesus. Most most of us have a hard enough time, maybe even sometimes, going into that deep spiritual conversation with a neighbor or a close friend or a family member. But going public with your faith, going through baptism, again, it's just an opportunity where another, where public, where other people can see, hey, this guy's a Jesus follower, and that's and that's the way he lives his life and and what his values are. So uh, it's that, but then it's also there's also a there's also an obedience side to it from a standpoint of it really is one of the few things in the Bible that says this is what you this is what a believer does 
Yeah. You know, one of those is 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 baptism. So I'm listening to the Bible recap. I jumped in for the New Testament. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've heard of that. You know that, Brian. But basically, the it's Bible. a... Yeah. Have you heard it? I've read it a couple times. Oh, me too. Yeah. yeah. No, the Bible recap, it's a great podcast. They have a companion book and series that goes through it, but it's reading through the New Testament from October to December. They do the whole Bible in a year. I did it a couple of years ago, but I just That's listened. That's an app? It's a... Uh, they have an app. It's, it's in the version Bible app That's cool. itself. So and okay. Man, I want to do that. To, deal. Jump in. We're just it is good. Going through the New Testament. But I just listened to the part about Jesus getting baptized this week. Yeah. And so let's talk about that. Jesus got baptized. Yeah. And what is the purpose of baptism? Because if Jesus was perfect, we believe that right. Jesus didn't sin. You don't get baptized to wash sins away. Yeah, but we use that language a lot, and it right. can be confusing if you grow up, especially in Baptist church. Right. Different denominations, different faiths say different things. But what specifically, like, why do you need to get baptized? Yeah, I would say why on the why baptize thing is it's really more of a benefit it's more benefit for others than for yourself because of the the public aspect of it. I think Jesus did it. Jesus did it to obey his dad. Hmm. Honestly, yeah. he it's said, a good reason. and and it was also done at that time because they knew they were looking for a savior. They were looking for a Messiah and it was, and it was told about way back. And uh, John had the opportunity to, to baptize him. And, and that was that big deal. And you're right. It doesn't wash away. You know, it, there's no, it's not magic water. I mean, it's not like uh, any kind of holy water or whatever. But some denominations really do believe like the water actually transfigures exactly. and changes yeah. and do that. So Change if you've grown up in that way, what we believe at Simple Church, right? And what that is is that it is a symbolic act. Yeah, it's a, exactly because you can pray the symbolic prayer. Symbolic act. Go ahead. Make a decision. I was going to say, you pray a mm-hmm. prayer, you make that decision. It's between you and God. It's not that if right. you died before you got baptized, you would go to hell. Right. But it's that you celebrate, and we want to go public and do that together as a church right. with your family and your friends and your community, and it is an act of obedience that you follow through yeah. and do that. Yeah, three, three-fourths three of us in this room right now have on wedding rings, That's right? right? And it's a symbol. I mean, if I take the ring off, and I'm still married, obviously, but it's a symbol if I'm at Target walking down the aisle looking for pumpkin spice cold brew. <laughs> Which you know they have now. And I reach for it. With your one-year-old. Yeah, not my one-year-old, bro. <laughs> It'd be a bright star in the east if that happened. But um, yeah, but it's an it's an opportunity because it's a symbol to everybody else around. It sends that message. It sends that message exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. So we're gonna go around the room because Blake, you're the middle school pastor. I was middle school pastor. Was over student ministry for a very long time. The statistics say that in the church in America now, sixty-six percent roughly of people make the decision to follow Christ and get baptized before they're eighteen. So that is a hugely important developmental time. It's when they're making that decision, if they go to a camp, if they have a retreat, if they have something doing that. So for you, how old were you when you got baptized? And tell us about your experience. I was nine. I got baptized in early 2010. And uh, I remember when I decided to do it, it was at First Bossier. There was a guy called Mr. J. He was like the youth oh, yeah. guy. You remember Mr. I J? I remember Mr. J. Uh, but he was talking about like the outward expression of our faith and like dedicating your life to Christ and then doing this to kind of show that to the rest of the world. Like I've decided to make a change my life like top to bottom down. And so I actually talked to Robin Horton, our uh, do good lady, and uh, she was also do good pastor. <laughs> yeah, that was her title, and her she was the children's lady. Pastor. Yeah, <laughs> she was uh, the Iron Lady. Well, you know, Brian's that guy that that's uh. there, and Robin's the lady that was doing stuff. <laughs> And at the time, the stuff that she was doing was involved with the youth. And so I talked to her, 
and I sat down in her office and she kind of asked me a bunch of questions and then uh, we got baptized in the I got baptized in the holy bathtub over at First Pilgrim. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Not its official title, but it is kind of like that. Yeah, There's up over the stage. Yep. What is it called? The the baptistry. The, the yeah formal word. The baptistry. But is it different if it's like up in the, you know? Um, yeah, I don't know. Anyways. I don't think the name changes necessarily because we've done it in a lot of different ways. Just a real quick side note on that, Brian. Help me remember. We've done it in like a Ooh. feeding trough, like from a yeah, from Tractor Supply was our sponsor one Easter. That's right. We baptized it uh, <laughs> hot tubs, front end loader, <laughs> hot tubs, uh, swimming pools, lakes, oceans, wherever there's water. That's right. It really does yeah. not matter where. So yeah. churches build it in to make it a part of the service and celebrate. If you've been in a traditional church, especially Baptist churches, mm-hmm. hence the name, they have it and celebrate that a little bit more in different right. ways. If you grew up Catholic, they do sprinklings, and it's a smaller thing. And we'll get into that right. in a little bit. But so for you, Blake, you got baptized, and you said again one more time. I'm sorry, Miss age. How old? Nine? Uh, nine. Nine. Yeah. So you were nine. So that's like third, fourth grade making that decision. Jordan, I've just – off the air, nobody saw this. I made sure I meant to ask you beforehand right. to make sure you had been baptized. You I didn't know your story. I didn't want to put oh. you on the spot. Yes, I have been baptized. When did you get baptized? Tell I us think that I was story. probably eleven. Okay. Uh, Middle school. Yep. And actually, was baptized by Justin. Okay. Oh man! In the holy bathtub. There you go. <laughs> First exposure. There you go. I don't. I don't really <laughs> remember. A big dramatic moment. Yeah, I mean, no dove flew down. I think at the time Will. <laughs> I think at the time Will Guyton would have been. Happen every time. <laughs> I think Will Guyton would have been the middle yeah. school pastor at that time. That sounds right. So maybe, I don't know, something seven. Will or yeah. Justin or whatever, but yeah. yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't remember a specific, like, I don't remember yeah. a specific detail about it. You just knew you were ready. Yeah. Did yeah. your parents talk about it with you? Do you yeah. remember? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. All right. So for me, I was in fourth grade. I actually called to confirm with my parents. Shout out Pam and Dean. They listen sometimes. Mm. That's right. Because they want to make up stuff and then they listen and correct me. Right. I did (laughs) want to make sure because I think I remembered the story right. I'd be careful what you say. Absolutely. It gets back to them. But my parents, my dad grew up Catholic. My mom really didn't grow up going to church. My mom was going to convert to Catholicism when they got married because it mattered to my dad's mom. And they were going to go. She went through the class and she's like, I don't really believe any of this and I don't think it's in the Bible. A lot of it. There are things that she had issue with. So okay. she went. It's some interesting stuff. If you grew up Catholic and you Big did that. Word. There you that's go. Right. There you, there you go. One. I know a couple. But she went and they decided they were going to go as a couple. My dad honestly didn't really care. And I asked him that. He's like, I was just going to go where your mom was going to go. Oh. So <laughs> they ended up going to a Baptist church when there I was go. in first grade in Dallas when we moved there. And that's where they both actually got saved and got baptized as adults. They were 29. So they were wow. unusual, and a neighbor actually invited them to the church. So this is why it's such a big deal. If you, listener, are inviting somebody or talking to somebody, having those spiritual conversations, it changed exactly. the course of our family forever. Yeah. So because of that, my parents started bringing me to church. My sisters were born. All of us grew up in that environment. It really it did a lot for my parents, and then it trickled down for us. But fourth grade, we had that conversation, so I would have been about 10 Really thought I was ready, went and got baptized. But then in seventh grade, I went to a camp with First Bozier. We all grew up mm-hmm. at in student ministry. Justin was preaching. I really felt convicted about really being serious about my faith, and I got rebaptized. Right. So, Brian, before we get into your baptism experience, let's talk about that a minute because different denominations say different things and right. do different stuff. Right, right, right. At Simple Church, do you need to get baptized every time you feel that? Is it something that you need to do it more than once? <laughs> no, I would, I would say not. I think it's, but, but at the same time, it's a. Uh, it's an individual decision for that person. Um, the phrase I've always used is getting it on the right side of your 
of your salvation, mm-hmm. uh, meaning that because there there are times and and we know it. I mean, as kids, I mean, pretty safe to say as kids, none of us were running around, you know, dropping transubstantiation, dropping, dropping, yeah, <laughs> dropping bad words, <laughs> shanking our friends in the hallways at school, well, drug dealers, uh, dealing drugs, yeah, yeah, sure, you know, you were, you know. Bad as you got, you just maybe snuck daddy's cigarettes one time or whatever. <laughs> but so, so, but my point being is that you know it's it's based kind of based on lack of better saying it's based on what you know, right? And so, I think the it's important if you feel like, hey man, that time that I got baptized and before that I just said some words just to get in the club or it was going to be you know neat t-shirt day or scared the hell out of you scare the hell out of me day or whatever then but then later down the road if you feel like you know what i mean i want to make it as you said make it mean make it mean more than absolutely go for it it's because it's that it doesn't get you a different at a different level of heaven or anything like that right Mm -hmm. but it just uh, again it's more for you and it's more an opportunity for you to show your friends, family, and others. Yeah, because I think the, it's a hard issue, right? Because we have had people Absolutely. that have wanted to get baptized every time we do it. Right. So every time we offer it to Simple Church, they want to keep getting baptized three or four times a year. Clogging right. up the line. <laughs> Clogging up the line. They lines. can do it as many times as they want, but <laughs> yeah. sure. it's a heart issue of that's not necessary. It's not right. something you do all the times and resubscribe. Yeah. Right. But exactly. if you do feel like it's been a long time or you didn't really understand or maybe I wasn't sure and God's been doing something in your life, like I think about Bo Hayes, we had him on a couple weeks ago, yeah. that he really as an adult got more serious about his faith and it exactly. changed his life, started doing stuff and wanted yeah. to do that step. So if you're somebody listening like that, if that's who you are, then absolutely you can do it again. If it's not like it you doesn't count and if you want that, it's really more of an experience for you exactly. and what God's doing in your life than it is about legalism or rules or about you have to do it or you only did it once so you don't have to ever do it again. Right. It's if you were looking for that, if it's something you need, but it's not required, you're not going to be right with God if you get baptized every three months more than you would be if you only did it once. Right. All right. Good, good. My parents solidified in me that it wasn't about the status symbol or doing right. it because everybody else was doing it. It was about a decision that I had to make and I wanted to make for myself. Yeah. So since it really is just for you, is there ever a scenario you, where you tell somebody not to do it? If like, they've never been baptized? Yeah. Okay. And I would tell them not to do it? Yeah. I, I would say, and and that kind of gets in more with, um, I'm not trying to jump ahead, but it gets in more with, with children yeah. and, mm-hmm. and the ages, depending on the age that they are, it, it goes back to this whole... I, I go back to the whole thing of, do you understand what you're doing? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? Now, but we don't want to make it so hard for people. We don't We don't want to... Bec- the gospel... The, the gospel in and of itself is a, is a pretty big obstacle to go over when you realize it's not about me and I'm going to follow Jesus and I'm going to love the way Jesus loved. Yeah. So rather than us putting all these hoops and hurdles to jump over in order to get it... It, you know, it already works that way. But at the same time, if you don't know or have an understanding of of what it's about and an understanding of, you know, other than, hey, my mom told me to go stand in this line and get in this, right. get in this bathtub. Well, let's transition to the kids since you brought up, then okay. I want to come back and hear yours because I'm okay. a parent now. Nora's seven, and we actually did have this conversation last year right. where one of her friends was getting baptized. Christy Aguiar, children's minister, did a baptism class. We sat and mm-hmm. talked through the whole thing with Nora, mm-hmm. and we really felt like she was able to answer the questions, 
But I think she just wanted to do it because her friend did it. And it's not yeah. to right. knock it, not to discourage anybody from doing that. And it's not like the Bible doesn't have a certain age that says thou shalt be four and up before no. you baptize or eight and up or ten and up. Right. And it is a lot of history and denomination and what they do. My dad was sprinkled in the Catholic Church. And so they actually mm-hmm. had me baptized as an infant doing church there right. and be able to do it. And so that was something that was important to my grandparents for my dad, but I don't remember. It didn't affect me at all. Right. And the being able to make it on this side of your salvation was something I think is a really good phrase to say that. So for me, when I was in 10, when I was in fourth grade, I think I did understand it, but I really didn't feel like I got serious about it. It didn't affect my life. And after that camp in seventh grade is really when things changed. Right. So every situation is different, but that is in a scenario with kids where Christy will meet with any kid and a parent if they want to talk to them. She does a class periodically. I think she's doing another one coming up here mm. that's going to be before baptism with the simple kids. So we highly recommend your kids get involved in the kids' ministry upstairs. Absolutely. Go check them out and have those conversations. But depending on how you grew up again, I think it's a lot of that and what your expectation is. But nowhere in the Bible is there infant baptism, correct? True. That is not something that is biblical that we base no. off of, and no. it became something later. And I think at one point, right, if you can confirm this, but they were worried about drowning babies and doing that. That's where the sprinkling came from, and they were baptizing at right. early ages. And yeah, and I think the and if you go back, because I I know some guys and I had some fr- some friends from my past that as we started our own walks, went down different roads, and one became one who is now a Presbyterian pastor. And I know in the Presbyterian world, they baptize, they do baptize infants, but their purpose of baptizing infants is not for salvation as much as it is for protection mm-hmm. for, and, and telling those parents, you're, you're the guardian of that. This child is yours. And so you protect them, raise them in a godly household in a godly way, et cetera, et cetera. But down through the ages, it, it became a, uh, in some faiths or some practices within Christianity, it became a uh, we're going to do this so that we know they're going to get to heaven. Right. And we do something and, called child dedication. Right. Exactly. Is, we believe lines up more biblically and it's something that we do encourage parents when they have a right. child, when you have a new baby, that you would come and do that. So talk a little bit about child right. dedication, what that looks like. Yeah, child dedication is simply one of the things, it's one of the opportunities that we do where we get the opportunity as a church to say to those parents who have children, you know, we're here to partner with you and we're here to help you in your in your walk, in, in the part, in the role of being a parent and raising your kids. Because as parents, we're, I mean, we are responsible for our kids. We can't, we can't make them become Christians and we can't make them pray the prayer, although we could, but it doesn't. It's a heart. It doesn't work. It's a, it's a, again. It goes back to the heart thing. But we are, yeah. yeah. We, but we are responsible to set an environment where it's easy for them to hear from God. Mm. Yeah. And I think that's where the it comes in as you know as parents and especially dealing with kids, you know. And your kids are going to have so as of this probably recording, in a, yeah. in a less in a less sense than my kids. And the only reason I'm saying that is I grew up in as a, I was a part of a as as a student minister. I was part of what would be more of a traditional. Baptist Church, and so, you know, as kids, growing up in that environment, there's this, there's this unmet and sometimes unspoken and sometimes spoken expectation of you got to have this certain behavior, and right. and so. So as of this recording, more of my daughter seven has not been right. baptized. We're having right. those conversations. She's asking about. It. She's interested. We're trying to right. figure that out. So, how old were your kids when they got baptized? Then, Brian, uh, my With- kids were probably in. 
anywhere between, uh, I, I would say, if I remember right, eight and ten years old, somewhere yeah. in that time frame. So there's no, you know, and one of the quote phrases that gets used uh, in the in the course of churches, and you'll even hear it sometimes in Baptist churches, even especially, is this phrase "age of accountability." Okay. And so they create this thing of well, they're not, you know, before this, and, and I. I get where it comes from, and I'm not trying to wade out into some deep theology sure. type thing. That'll be another podcast. But yeah, it'd have to be because they get this this thing of okay, if the age of accountability is eight, and my kid, God forbid, dies at six, are they in heaven or are they in hell? Mm. And so, well, they haven't reached the age of accountability, so they're going to be they'll be in heaven. But 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 that's not a biblical term. But it, but really, what it comes down to is. Does that does that child and or adult person or whatever do they have the understanding to know what they're doing? Yeah, the understanding to know yeah. is it is not about me. How, what does it mean to admit that I'm a sinner? What does that word mean, and how does that go? And that's what the great thing about Christy A's baptism class and others talk about that as far as being able to to as I always say it, put it on a shelf where they can reach it. And so it helps kids understand what does that mean to be baptized. I was baptized at 10. I was 10 years old. My family had moved from Virginia to Texas, and, and I, we'd actually lived there for about a year, year and a half. And, uh, and I just remember uh, in that context, it was actually on a Sunday morning that I, that I asked at, at the breakfast table that – I begin to ask the questions, and I think that's the important thing. Yeah, is allow your kids the freedom to ask the questions, you know, and have spiritual conversations. You yeah, make the exactly. family experience in a box, so there's a natural time Boom. once a week that you're having those. It gives you the things to say because some parents it's intimidating, scary, and sometimes I don't right. know what to say and have right. those. But it's a great prompt to do that. You, I'm gonna. Oh, I'm just going to put a link in the show notes. So Christie's baptism class, I'm not sure the exact time and date on that, right. but I'll put it in there. So if you're listening to this episode before the 23rd, when Justin's talking about it, I'll make sure and put that time and way to get in touch with there real quick. Right. But Jordan, I'm just going to have you, before you switch that plate, go back to child dedication. Cam, your son was child dedication, right? Y'all did it? Yeah. Talk about that if somebody's interested. It happens once, maybe twice a year. Mm-hmm. So we don't have one scheduled right now, but you'll check back and follow us on all the socials and the app and all the stuff. But talk about what that experience was like for you and your family. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, we just you know invited our our immediate family you know grandparents and brothers and parents and uh it was just a a really cool thing to just kind of have brian speak over us and you know know that the church is here for us and helping to you know lead him and and lead him in a godly life yeah and that we have a good support system so it was really it was really bible right yeah we gave campbell campbell bible and all that so cookies (laughs) <laughs> Every likes cookies. Little reception. So yeah, it, it was it was good, man. It, it was it was uh yeah. Because I know my cousins are still Catholic and my grandparents are still Catholic, and it is a big deal when they go and they gather and celebrate right. the birth of a new child and all those things. But theologically and biblically, what we believe is that's really not the purpose of baptism in that specific instance. Right. So child right. dedication is what we do to fill that desire to come together to celebrate your family. It could be kids of any right. age. We've had a couple teenagers over the years, but mostly it's elementary age, yeah. newborns. And as the, as, as the guy running that thing, it's kind of weird to go, <laughs> hey, hey did you drive here yourself? <laughs> yeah. So child dedication, check it out. Not one on the books right now, but we'd love for you to do that. Blake, I think you were about to say something. 
Uh, I was just going to end up with the, the wrap up the whole child dedication by asking, do you think a good indicator of when they would be ready to pursue deeper conversation like that is when they are asking questions already and kind of developing their own way of thinking about it? Yeah, yeah, I think absolutely. Because, and, and there's so much that happens. And the other side to it, too, and, I, and Evan was kind of brought this out, another phrase that I, that I use, all of that stuff in the house is more caught than taught. So those kids are watching you. And so how you have the opportunities. And, and, and the biggest thing is, another phrase I've used before, is it's your opportunity and your job as parents is to help them connect the dots. Connect the dots between a God that loves them and a God that creates them and, and them where they are now. And then help connect the dots even in the situation and the, and the problems they go with. You know, you're not going to have a deep theological, spiritual Train know. substantiation with Nora. Yeah, That's yeah what you're we're talking about a big session with them and going, look, well, here's, Let's talk here's what the Lord says about this. And I want you to understand, do you understand what the word regeneration means? Do you understand? Yeah. What, you know, because kids don't know that. I've got some vocabulary terms But then you'd be able to, but then in the in the, the everyday part of life, you know, one of the verses I love that I use at Child Dedication is where it talks about, you know, it's it's in Deuteronomy six, and really it was what they used to call part of the the Shema. But all the, the the those in the Jewish faith would do that. But basically, it says, you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love and love your neighbor yourself. And he said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to do these while you're walking along the road, when you get up, and when you go to bed. And it's the the basic part of it is throughout the day. You're connecting the dots between what's going on around them and a God that loves them. Mm. And yeah. so to be able to do that, and I think that's where, and then that carries over into, honestly, it does carry over into baptism because, you know, there have been, there've been some kids that I know of at five or six years old have been baptized and had a, you know, we don't want to make it too hard for them right. because it's really not. I mean, we're not adding, you want to add to it and go, well, no, that's really not because then that's not grace. I mean, right. that's then you got to do this in order and peer to peer pressure. That. Let's be honest. Exactly. That's peer where pressure. you, you want to do it with your friends or you do it right. at a camp or something and like that. And be able to come back and draw them back to that. So, right. you know, I think as a parent, I know with each one of my kids, it was a, it was just that opportunity of, of, of seeing where they, you know, when they started asking they the ready. questions, right. we would then begin. And just, I'm oh, sorry, real quick on that. Yeah. In fourth grade, I really do believe I prayed the prayer and I was a Christian. Yeah. But when I was in seventh grade, I wanted to rededicate my life and Absolutely. reconfirm and say to yeah. my family and the church, I really was more serious about it and I get it yeah. now better than I did. Yeah, I mean, my... <laughs> My parents went to the Holy Land and when they were in, in their 70s and got pictures at the house of them being baptized. And I'm in like, the Jordan River? Yeah, in the Jordan River. Wow. And I'm like, Jesus got baptized there. Hey. I same water. Save mine. Is that the same water? Why don't we ever do baptism in the Red right. River, Brian? Well, let's do it. Oh, let's go. Get Here we go. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Bring your white, too. Yeah. That's but, right. Uh, yeah. And so I'm like, I remember kiddingly asking my parents, I said, I thought you were already Christians. But they were like, oh, yeah. but again, it was their opportunity. Symbolically. Symbolic. And I think if, if there's a point in your life where you feel like, man, I got to you know, do that. There you go. Who, what's doing that? Uh, I had one more really quick question about baptism. And then, you know, I know we've got to wrap it up and talk about worship night. But real quick, VR baptism controversy, real or fake? Does it count? <laughs> we had a very interesting conversation right. with Brian Reed. It's really we been did. about two years ago now. Classic when Blake Brian started. Reed. They That's right. have a virtual reality church. That's right. And they had an article, I think it was Christianity Today, where somebody was agoraphobic, 
was afraid to be around people. Not only that, they were afraid of water. Hey, that's hey, right. That's too. And people. Hydrophobic. Hydrophobic. And they wanted to get baptized in virtual reality church, and it was the first ever recorded VR baptism in a headset. So Blake wanted to bring this up. We didn't give you enough time to prep again. But in <laughs> this general, completely, we're not this saying this is left field reflecting yeah, this is the simple church's views. Them. It is views. a very interesting question. But just in So general, you're asking the question, real or not? Valid or not valid? Are they burning in hell now? Invalid, they say. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> All right. See what you've just done, though. You've just now made baptism. Like that's right. It was confusing. You so got to have up, that Brian. to get to heaven, and you don't clear have to it have up. That was a joke. I'm sorry. It's poor but, taste. That's a good point. Uh, that could so be your whole answer right there. Yeah. So I would say, my, here's my deal on the whole virtual reality thing, and I know you kids need to get back out and play in the yard. Is Brian is like 84 years old. Out there. <laughs> You need to go out there and play Shake in the grass. Shake a stick at the sun or whatever <laughs> Ryan Reed did. But I go, I, here's, here's what I do. I go back to the whole concept of going public, and I realize you're going to go, well, yeah, but they have other virtual people in the room They with made them. national news, Brian. That's pretty <laughs> public. That's pretty public national <laughs> news, isn't it? So, I mean, I, I, virtual baptism. We're talking about it all the way over here in Shreveport, Louisiana. I know it. We got it all down. I can't think of the person's name, but. Yeah. I mean, so your question is, is it valid, right? <laughs> well, here's my thing. Because we've already my gone first over. Impression okay, is, go my first impression is, I mean, it may be valid for virtual church, first virtual church of IP address, I think whatever. it was Life Church. Was it Life Church? I think it was. Ooh. Let me make sure. Now so you going you with Coach Craig. It up. Now you're talking Coach Craig. Because they have the a fraternity bird. Craig Grishale, he probably... <laughs> yes, sir. As long as his watch man matches his shoes, Falcon, he's okay. You know what I'm saying? The Lord. <laughs> Here's my thing. Yeah, talk oh, to me. Let's hear okay. it. Okay, and this well, is I'm just open, a quick dude. rebuttal, I'm and then we can kind of... Right. Do you think that it is people are incapable from receiving a holy word from online church just because they're not present in the, in the presence of Mr. Craig Grishale? Or... Since we've Not already since we've already gone over because, the fact that you don't have to be actually baptized to get into heaven, it is right. just a public declaration of the faith that you've already set into motion your own heart and you know spirit. Right? Wouldn't that mean that actually taking the steps, you know, putting on your little goggles and sitting in the bathtub or whatever you got to do to make that public declaration, it is your public declaration, thus valid in the eyes of you and right. the people around you. Right. And I guess this is where this is where I. I'm not a full understanding on this whole frame of virtual reality because in my in my thoughts I'm separating virtual reality from real reality. <laughs> <laughs> R R. It's a pretty R-R. hard R-R. distinction. No, but I but, the but whole, here's what, here's what I'm thinking about. <laughs> simulation anyway. I'm thinking like yeah, we're if, living in if it. you're if Blake is in virtual he's got a virtual reality character and I, and this is where maybe I'm wrong. An avatar an avatar of sorts, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that you? Mm-hmm. And so I'm going back, or is that an artificial person that's sitting out there in the world? And that's where I'm going back to. So my cyborg Bruce Lee from 2077, Ooh. avatar or whatever I've got him dressed up as. That's a game. Would he be sanctified? Would he be mm. sanctified? He doesn't exist. Nobody is. He's a computer. Oh. He doesn't exist. By grace, yeah. Brian, we are. Yeah. yeah, and that's where I'm going back. Because it <laughs> Let goes. Me help you this, at this check. point, it's just circular reasoning. It right, is circular reasoning. But I was mis- I was incorrect. DJ Soto was the pastor of VR Church. It was the very first virtual reality church in 2018. Okay. It started, and he DJ was the one. Soto, you already know. It. DJ going down. Soto. Soto. <laughs> <laughs> 
this was his quote. When the topic came up, we took some time to really think about and discuss it and came up with the conclusion that, yes, we can do baptism in virtual reality because for us, it's symbolic. It's about the symbolism of leaving the old life and coming into new life. I can buy that. Literally, the new realm of being. Would it make you feel better if in their apartment they poured a cup of water on themselves as they got baptized? No, it's not about (laughs) (laughs) It ain't about the water. In my mind, honestly, in my mind, it's about... about that person separating themselves from themselves and, and isolating themselves. And I get the fear of crowds and all that kind of stuff. But I know in the past we've done baptisms for people in those situations mm. where individually, where we've done individually. Exactly. And you've been a part yeah, of that. I've you've done, done a couple of them. You've done some of those as well. And so, and that, and that, Honestly, can be all on me or because yeah. I don't have a full grasp of virtual reality because I, I did grow up playing in my yard and camping out in the woods. So <laughs> we're gonna get you to report back smoking on that. your daddy's cigarettes. Apparently, my papa's cools behind the behind the barn. So absolutely, yeah, Ryan well. was tugging on cowboy killers and <laughs> <laughs> shaking shaking rocks at God or whatever you're doing. <laughs> On that note, Brian, on that note, thank you yeah. for coming on. Thank you Absolutely. for talking about that. Blank, I'm glad you got that in there. Snuck yeah, in. That's there a little surprise on Brian. But if serious, if you are ready to get baptized in real life at the worship night, October the, worship the 30th, night, October that 30th, is our next yeah. opportunity. We go on the Simple Church app. I'll put a link in the show notes that you can sign up, RSVP. Just let us know you're coming. Yep. Brian will send you some information, or some maybe Julie sends it, that gets you exactly. information about baptism, that ask questions. There will be a, there'll be a brief meeting before the the actual service i think it's 5 30 or something like it that starts at six that makes service sense. starts at six and we also will be having communion which yes. is another thing that we try to do really within i'm gonna use a big phrase here mm-hmm. used within evangelical churches there are really only two things that that churches do that as a reminder of of jesus and one is baptism one is is communion mm-hmm. uh and so a reminder and that's what communion gives us is that reminder to think about him. And so yeah. we try to do that and connect it to our worship nights as often as possible. Absolutely. Band's going to sound great. We'd love for you to come. Even if you're now getting baptized, come out, Boom. be there, enjoy the Hurricane Alley. The weather's supposed to be great, and we'd love for you to do that and be a part of it on October 30th. Boom. Brian, thank you for coming on. Glad to be here, guys. Glad to be here. Absolutely. Blake, thanks for Blake. filling in for Scott. Thank you. Are you thank Blake you or are you virtual somebody else? Blake's actually uh, not in this room at all. If He's you would like a hologram. <laughs> if you would like to be virtually baptized, our Discord is in the show notes. I don't know. Blake's going to work on that yeah. for you. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a single episode. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.